The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Monday, October 12th, and we are going to preview Monday Night Football. Just one game. Thought we were going to have two games. Got uh, Tyler Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully, joining us. Sully, what's up, buddy? No uh, no, no Pats game today. No, no, no Pats game. That, that got reshuffled. It's going to Sunday now. But, hey, listen, we still got one game, so it's exciting for that. That's right. We got Chargers at Saints, Saints minus seven, over under 49 and a half. Chargers money line plus 300, Saints money line minus 360. Okay. Like I think anecdotally that we've been doing pretty well on these props and these picks. Like I think, I think so. I've been getting some tweets. People are like, nice hit, bro. And it's <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. Like I keep forgetting to bet this. Like I say this stuff. I, I, do, I do the same thing. I, <laughs> I, I write, I write, a t- I write a ton of these, you know, betting previews and all that stuff and, and a ton of them hit. One week I don't, you know, one week I do bet it. They, they all fall apart. It's, it's, I, I know, I know. Yeah. Like it's uh, frustrating. Yeah. Like I went big on like the Ravens chiefs Monday night game and mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, they had like Hollywood Brown over, you know, like Miles Boykin over and lost like everything. Um, and then, you know, like was it, it was, uh, Raiders Saints where like I absolutely nailed how the game would play out and I like, didn't bet a single thing or yeah, uh, Sam Darnold rushing yards last Thursday. That was me week three. It was, I was doing, uh, week two. I hit all of my five locks a week. I'm like, Oh, wow. All right. Doing pretty good. You know, and I was like, let's, let me actually put some money on this. Let's ride. Just completely trashed it. You know, just it's, that's how it goes. Absolutely. I did. I was tracking myself before I did the super contest. I did the super contest a few years and the year before I signed up for it. I was like, I'm going to do five best bets a week and see how I do it. And I'm like, I would have finished like top 10 or, you know, something like, you know, like yeah, yeah. not betting them at all, you know, like just, just tracking them. Um, mm-hmm. anyway, Chargers at Saints, Saints minus seven, over under is 49 and a half. Uh, obviously the Saints are heavily favored here. There will be no Michael Thomas. He is, uh, he was slated to return from injury, but he decided to punch somebody in the face. Um, Marshawn Lattimore, Jared Cook, Marcus Davenport and Andrews Peter are all questionable. Uh, Austin Eckler obviously will not play. Melvin Ingram will not play. Joey Bosa is questionable. Trey Turner is out. And Mike Williams is questionable. Pretty banged up uh, pair of teams here. Any thoughts on this game on the outset? I think one of them, I, I don't really mind the Chargers in this one. You know, the, the money line, I think what you said was plus 300. I was looking at it was plus 250. So it's going up. I don't hate putting a little bit on that just because, I kind of like the way things are building with Los Angeles. You know, Justin Herbert, 
plays well after Tyrod Taylor gets hurt. You know, he goes toe-to-toe with Tom Brady in that game last week. Didn't come out on the winning end of it, but still was wildly impressive. I think a lot of people are paying attention to Joe Burrow throwing for like 300 passing yards each week. But Justin Herbert's doing the same thing with the Chargers. Now he's officially named the starter. He's going up against a, a Saints team that is allowing 30 points a game. Drew Brees hasn't looked like Drew Brees of old. I could see him kind of having a coming out party here of sorts, even though he's kind of already had that coming out party. But, like, I could see him going in and, and kind of getting this win here. And all of a sudden you're looking at plus 300. That, that's a that's a nice little nice little money line there. Yeah, and it looks like both the total and the spread are moving fairly aggressively. Uh, Saints down to minus six and a half, which is obviously quite notable. And uh, the total, which has dropped down from like 54, I think, is already down to you know, 49 and a half. I mean, this yep. total is getting steamed down. That shouldn't be surprising. Chargers unders have been fairly reliable this year. And I think you can envision a scenario where if the Saints are leading, like the Saints are not going to be you know dumping off to Alvin Kamara on every play. Like you, you can – now we'll get to that in a second. I mean, I still like the Kamara over receiving yards. But like if you, you look at Saints wins, you know – Kamara's receiving yards are down. You look at Saints losses, his, his receiving yards are way up, but that's because they're playing catch up and dumping it over the middle. I think they would love to be able to run the ball with Kamara and Latavius Murray, uh, in this. Of course, the Saints, by the way, are just the most ridiculous October team on the planet. They have now covered 13 consecutive October games. So 13 straight wins against the spread in October, uh, the longest streak over the last decade by a long shot. Chargers are 0-4 against the spread in their last four primetime games and 0-3-1 uh, against the spread in their last four Monday night games. Um, Saints are 0-2 straight up and against the spread in primetime games so far somehow. Uh, 2-0 straight up against the spread in day games. I'm not sure what that has to do with anything. Um, I will note, too, that Drew Brees in his career, 3-0 against the spread and 3-0 straight up against the Chargers 2008, 2012, and 2016. I That would be my uh, – if I was picking a non – on the field factor, that would be it. Like yeah. Drew Brees on Monday night where, I mean, you know, for better or for worse, ESPN has had a, some like just absurd tribute to Brees every time he breaks a record for like the last five years. It's like, oh, Drew Brees has done it. He's broken the record. For and like Tessator is like, and here it is, a moment of unbridled joy. But it's like, okay, look, he, he threw a touchdown. Okay, let's... The game stops. Everybody yeah, goes like, on the field. There's yeah, a video like tribute a at halftime. Like, it's, it's insane. What are we doing? Like just, like, I mean, I, I, okay, whatever. I mean, like they did it for Peyton Manning too, but Breeze, it feels yeah. like every Monday night, you know, something like that is happening. Um, I really do think he will have it. He still has it. I think he hates the Chargers. I think he hates their organization. I think he hates everybody who's in. I think he hates the Spanish family. I think he has vengeance on his mind whenever he plays the Chargers. And for that reason, along with the fact that uh, the Saints are great on Monday night and Breeze has been great on Monday night, I I tend to lean towards the Saints here. But I don't really feel comfortable about it because – you can certainly see Herbert storming through the back door or, or them playing really well on the outset and the Saints having to win the game late and not covering the seven. Right. And, and you listed, you know, you read it off all of the, all of those stats, especially the Saints in October in prime time, all that stuff. But I mean, if you look at the Chargers over the last 14 games as an underdog, they're nine, three and two against the spread. And, the, and in the same scenario, basically the Saints who are home favorites, they're four and 10 against the spread. So, so you can kind of make your case either way. It really just depends on how you feel going into this. 
I just wonder, you know, what the what, what Drew Brees is going to look like. And I, I understand the, the revenge factor and the hate and all that stuff, but clearly this year is a little bit different from what we're seeing with him. He, he's struggling to throw downfield. His yardages and all that stuff are, are kind of ballooned because Alvin Kamara is so great. He can basically just throw it, you know, at the flat, and all of a sudden Kamara is going to run it 40 yards down the field. And when you look back a couple of weeks later, you'll say, oh, wow, Drew Brees, he had a 40-yard touchdown pass to Alvin Kamara. It was really like a 10-yard pass. He's sort of like, like a, the, he's like morphed into like a geriatric Derek Carr. Right, right. You so, know, like so, he's like got good turtles, but you're like, how does he do that? Like he's yeah, not totally Well, yes, exactly. So, I mean, I just wonder what that's going to look like. And so for me, I just like the momentum that the Chargers have right now. And, and you know, you don't have to take the money line if you, if you don't think that. But try to get the points on them right now. You can still get, you know, around maybe a touchdown or a little less than that going into this game. So to me, that's something I would, I would pay attention to there. So looking at Breeze's uh, charts here on Next Gen Stats, I am showing uh, two, no, excuse me, three completed passes more than 20 yards down the field, one of them for a touchdown. He's, he's thrown two picks, but, I mean, he's not throwing a bunch of picks or anything like yeah. that. Um, he's had he's had some flashes. But he's flashed Breeze, but I agree. I mean, like, clearly he is a player in decline, and it really feels like he sort of for- – he knew this is a good Saints team in theory if everybody stays healthy and mm-hmm. you know, the Buccaneers aren't a juggernaut or whatever. And I, I just don't think he was willing to lose the idea of the, like the Saints making one more Super Bowl run um, and like watching Jameis Winston do it. So I, I think he would prefer to be in the NBC booth, but you know, he just he, a little bit of FOMO there for Drew Brees. Yeah. And I think anytime you have a player, you know, kind of contemplating retirement, you know, basically almost, you know, you know, one foot already in there. I feel like there's just a natural kind of decline there. Maybe you're not as geared up. And I'm not saying that Breeze is not like preparing like he usually does, but I think there's just a natural kind of progression of, okay, I'm kind of winding down here a little bit. And it's just a natural response. It's not nothing, you know, that he's actually doing, but I think also the elephant in the room is, you know, Michael Thomas isn't going to be there. He hasn't been there for the bulk of the season, but it did feel like this was the momentum him coming into this game. I mean, they didn't rule him out because he was injured. He ruled him out because he punched somebody in the face. Like, you know, I'm always surprised they did it. Like, I mean, they, I mean, they're, they're two and two. They need this win. Yeah. It's not like the Chargers are freebies. I, like, I don't know. A little surprised. I almost wonder what would have happened if, if the, if the Buccaneers had won on Thursday. Like, what would have the decision have been hmm. if, if they were kind of, you know, all right, listen, you punch somebody in the face, we'll, you know, we'll fine you or whatever, but we won't suspend you because we're suspend in the you thick, we, six. Right. We have to go toe to toe with the Buccaneers now, but the fact that they lost the bears, maybe that, maybe that goes into the decision-making a little bit. Uh, Who knows? But yeah, no, I I think Thomas not being in this game adds another layer to Drew Brees, maybe not being as effective as I think. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we will discuss uh, player props and DFS. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of new balance, clutch athletics and rich Paul. The designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars, Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Okay, so we have a game that should be fun to bet on. Um, Look, I'm going to go and tell you off the bat, Sully. I went ahead last night as we were recording our recap podcast. I took a gander at some of these props and saw that Alvin Kamara's receiving yards were at 52 and a half. 
And I believe we had, uh, we got a couple Saints, we had two Saints primetime games and his over receiving yards has cashed in both of them. Now, as I mentioned, the game script's a little concerning here because you have a situation where if the Saints are winning, typically you don't see as many dump offs to Kamara. But when Michael Thomas has been out, Kamara has been extremely reliable in terms of receiving yards. So uh, Michael Thomas, let's see, it's the last three games. He has nine catches for 95 yards. That was the Vegas game. 13 catches for 139 yards on that Sunday night game against the Packers. And uh, then three, just three catches for 36 yards at Detroit last week in primetime. But that was a game where uh, New Orleans led for most of it, and they weren't forced to play catch-up at all. So I, I like the idea, especially against with like a, a linebacker core that's not great, and young that, that we could see Kamara catching and no Michael Thomas, but Kamara still catching plenty of balls over the middle here. Right. He's clearly the number one option for them. I mean, you know, even with Michael Thomas, not even there, like he is very easily not only the top running back, he's just the top offensive weapon in that offense. So it does not surprise me at all if he's going to be a factor in the passing game and the running game. You know, I, I like I like him for any time. Touchdowns, first touchdown. You can place a lot of these different bets on Alvin Kamara. One that I like in particular, and it kind of combines him with Joshua Kelly is both of them anytime touchdown. They have to both score a touchdown in this game to cash out plus 250. Like that's, they're both going to be heavily involved. And I just like both of them hitting the end zone. Kamara is more of the sure thing. Joshua Kelly, Alvin Kamara, not going, I mean, uh, uh, Austin Eckler not going to be in this game, obviously injured, should take on a bulk of those carries. Like you could easily see both those guys getting into the end zone and really cashing. Yeah. The only thing I would worry about with Kelly would be is just like, what are the Chargers going to do with Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly? It's a big question for fantasy people. It's a, it'll be a big question for DFS purposes. We get the second, like, we just don't know exactly, um, how that, how that's going to work out, uh, in, in terms of that, that player split. But yeah, I mean, I think, and one of the, look, I'll be honest, like one of the ideas when I took the over on 52 and a half for Kamara was that I expected, and cause we see this, and this is worth discussing about in maybe a larger context at some point, but when these popular props, start to rise up really quickly the day of the game. Like Kamara is already up to 40, 54 and a half and is juiced minus 149. So you would expect that this probably gets to 56 and a half. And at that point, I honestly might come back and take out like half of it and just give myself like a five or six yard window where I can middle both of them. Um, Because I mean, that's, I mean, that's pretty huge when you talk about these props. Like they end up, these props end up being pretty freaking close. Like they're pretty good at of towing the line. That that's kind of what they do. So yes, you know, if you follow the momentum during a game day, like, you know, you might kind of catch yourself buying into a, a little bit of hype there. So, so you might want to just kind of take a step back and, and, and assess the entire situation and see why it's rocketing up so much. Right. Uh, another one I really like, it is also heavily juiced. I got it in on Sunday night. So it's not again, like I've just been, you know, just being forthright here with our, uh, with our audience. I got it at minus 143. It is now minus 156. Keenan Allen over six and a half receptions. Uh, when you look at what Keenan Allen has done since Justin Herbert came in, it is very clear that he trusts him uh, implicitly. He has 10, 19, and 11 targets. He has only had under seven, uh, six and a half catches. Um, yeah, Stephen O doesn't like it, by the way. He says, oh, there's no value. He projects 7.4 receiving yards, 87, or 7.4 receptions, 87 receiving yards, and .41 TDs. Uh, I, I think Allen, especially if we're projecting – a situation where the, the Saints are winning, which is what the, the line implies. Mm-hmm. The Chargers will be throwing. 
They yep. were going to have to throw, and they just throw these like short, easy, quick hitters to Keenan Allen because he's a short, he's a great route runner, short hands, et cetera, et cetera. I think he easily gets over seven catches. Yeah, and I think he also goes over his total yardage too. I mean, you know, when I wrote the preview for CBSSports.com, William Hill had it at seventy six and a half. I'm, I'm, he's easily going over that. When, when Justin Herbert has been the starter, he's averaging 96.7 yards receiving over those three games. So it just seems like too easy of a situation for him to go over that total. Like you said, it, you know, if you anticipate this being a high scoring event, the Chargers playing a little bit of catch up on, you know, going toe to toe with Breeze and, and all of that. He's going to look Keenan Allen's way more than once, more than five times in this game. Yep. And so clearly he's going to have an opportunity to hit that over. Um, another one I, I'm perfectly fine with. I'm just looking at it here. Latavius Murray over rushing yards, 41 and a half. And again, you're playing into game script here because we saw in uh, their week one win against Tampa Bay, 15 carries, 48 yards. Week two lost to Las Vegas in which they were trailing the entire game, three carries, 14 yards. Uh, Green Bay got 12 carries for 58 yards, which is a, you know, a little bit of a, uh, he had a very high yards per attempt there. And then against Detroit last week, 14 carries for 64 yards. This is a guy, if they are winning, he will get the rock and you can run against the Chargers. So I re- actually, I really like that. I think now look, if they're, if they're, tra- if the Saints are trailing, if they get down 14, nothing and have to come back against the Chargers, it's, you're at, it's, it's dead. But I, I really like that over right now at 40 and at 41 and a half or where. I mean, the Saints have shown this, you know, over the last few years now with Alvin Kamara, whether it's Mark Ingram or Latavius Murray, they're willing to kind of split the carries a little bit. It's not going to be 50 50, but it could be 60 40, 70 30. And they could even give Latavius Murray again those key goal line red zone carries that they're not afraid to do that. They're not going to just hand the ball off to Alvin Kamara. So I don't mind that at all. And, you know, we're going to get into it a little bit later with DFS, but I don't even mind throwing in Latavius Murray into one of those situations as oh, well yeah. in those lineups. I yeah, think it's a great and Kamara, Kamara is, uh, I have to look. I know this year he does not have a game with more than 20 carries. They just don't like to do it in yeah, terms of they, his rushing attempts. He's never had a, he's never had 20 carries in a game in his career with the Saints. Well, I think that that, you know, kind of goes into what happened last year and almost them learning from their mistakes. They really used him heavily once they moved on from Mark Ingram and he just wore down as the year went on. And, you know, he just was not the same player. Now they're clearly trying to scale him back a little bit, pick their spots with them and it's working. I mean, he's, he's lighting it up when given the opportunity as a Alvin Kamara fantasy owner. It's a great time. It, it's, it's really fun watching him play football. So glad I drafted Saquon Barkley over Alvin Kamara. Uh, the other one I throw out here too. Justin Herbert rushing yards fifteen and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. He has. I had it up a second ago. Uh, where is this boy here? All right, let's see. Eighteen, fifteen, and fourteen. Now, so you're, you know, you're. It's going to be all over it. But I just think in this spot, again, especially with the Saints possibly trailing, I mean, excuse me, the Saints possibly winning, and then trying to scramble and trying to maybe play a little more up tempo and, and pass the ball more, you could see a couple of runs. To me, this is sort of like Dar- was Darnold's eight and a half. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll take the over on Justin Herbert rushing. And in that, in that similar, in that similar kind of conversation into one we were having earlier with Austin Eckler, and we not know like what Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson, what that's going to look like. Like it doesn't necessarily bother me to look at a situation where you have Justin Herbert maybe rushing for a touchdown at any point. I think I last saw it on William Hill as like plus four hundred or something along those lines. And. and we- <laughs> Hopped up here and has decided to say hello. Do you want to sit down? Can you say hello, Mr. Sully. Hello, Mr. Sully. What's going on? Uh, this is pandemic dad life. Okay, can you sit here? I like it. Podcast, please. Should it be Alvin Kamara or who? 
Who should the captain be? Alvin Kamara. All right, go downstairs. I'll be right there. Go downstairs <laughs> and play Dreambox. Be right there. Dreambox is a learning activity. Let's see. Okay. Um, again, my wife is, uh, is absconded with all of the necessary supplies to keep my son entertained for, uh, for this, for the duration of this podcast. So let's get to DFS. Let's do uh, we it. Don't, I'm a little disappointed that we don't have a, um, uh, a, uh, a two game slate because I love those DFS two game slates, but we'll deal with some showdown and, uh, let's start. What do you think? What do you think in, um, in terms of showdown? I think, you know, I kind of go back and forth on what I want to do here. I really want to put both quarterbacks in there for a game like this, that we think that there's going to be somewhat of a high scoring, maybe toe to toe. So I want to get them both in there, but it's really tough to make one of them your captain. I, I, I tried to do it with Justin Herbert, but then you're looking at Keenan Allen, you get Alvin Kamara in there, but then, you know, those are great. But outside of that, you've got the Chargers defense that you got to kind of squeeze in there just because it's 2,800. Then you're talking about Lutz as a kicker. You're talking about Emmanuel Sanders, who I don't mind. That I just think it's a little too tough to make one of them your captain. I think you got to get a little bit creative here. And one lineup that I don't necessarily mind, and it kind of goes into something that we were talking about earlier with the running game with the Chargers, is if you put Keenan Allen as your captain. You know, we've We've talked about him kind of lighting it up with Justin Herbert. Now you have Drew Brees in there. You have Justin Herbert. Those three are kind of your three pillars to this to this this uh, captain's lineup with Keenan Allen as your captain. And then to kind of finish out and round out that lineup, you do have Justin Jackson. So you're kind of hoping that Joshua Kelly isn't as impactful in this game. And then you have Latavius Murray. Again, depending on the game script, if you, if the Saints get out to an early lead, they'll clearly give him the ball. And then to round it out, you have Emmanuel Sanders. So to me, that one I think is the most well-rounded if you like to make one of the Chargers your captains. That's kind of where I lean. Yeah, so I think if you're going with a Charger as a captain, what you want to do, and I like your idea. So I, I like I sort of like this game flow right here. Um, oh, yeah, here we go. Let's see. So you go with Keenan Allen as your captain, right? 14.1. Then you tack on Hunter Henry and Justin Herbert as flexes as well. Mm-hmm. Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara. So basically you're just completely punting yeah. on the Saints passing game outside of Kamara, you know, catching dump offs to Breeze. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, I think the Saints are going to get up early. Uh, Kamara is going to get their first touchdown or two touchdowns. And then Murray's going to run the ball a ton. And then you bring it back. Uh, Taysom Hill is the, the rounds it out at 800 bucks. Um, you have $300 left over, but you're basically saying, Okay, the Saints are going to get up and run the ball, and we're going to have uh, Herbert and Hunter Henry. Her- Herbert throwing away to Hunter Henry and Keenan Allen in garbage time against the Saints defense that will probably allow them to do so. And if that's the case, then I think that is a viable path to something that's like a little bit unique because yeah. it won't – like I would guess – so I would guess the captain percentage for Alvin Kamara is going to be something like 30%. It's insane. It's really tough to make that work. And so, you know, if you kind of want to fade that, because, you know, a lot of people are going to try to squeeze Kamara into all of the. I mean, he's going to be in 80% I, I think of these lineups. have to have Kamara in there. Well, there's, I have one lineup that he's not in it. And, and this is the one that I think that that's interesting. And this is where Latavius Murray's my captain. I think if you are taking Kamara out of your lineup, you're saying that you're going to see a lot of Latavius Murray. So you just should just make him your captain at that point because he's going to double up the points. He's going to be cheaper than the rest of your options. Then you can fill out the roster a little bit better. And so you get both quarterbacks in there. You have Keenan Allen. And then, you know, if you're going under that assumption that the Saints maybe will get up to an early lead and you don't want to put Kamara in this lineup, well, then you should just put uh, Traquan Smith and Emmanuel Sanders in there as well if Drew Brees is just throwing to those other guys. So to me, that's a way that you can kind of fade Kamara a little bit, 
get him out of there. He had a little bit more of a unique lineup, but still be able to climb the ladder with the Saints running game. The, uh, the other two, the other two captains I would throw out there that I will definitely be considering. I'll have lineups with these guys tonight. I usually play like somewhere between like five and 10 lineups, just yeah. depending on what time I start to put these things together. Yeah. Cause it usually, if it's like seven fifty, then I'm probably going to play like five max. Um, I think Justin Jackson at, uh, it, looking like he'll be, I mean, he'll be less than 5% owned and so will Latavius Murray. I just think these are running back guys who in a game that could potentially go under that could uh, end up being a situation where like if the Saints get up, Latavius Murray is the guy and he's just being fed the rock late and potentially too with Justin Jackson. Maybe they decided to just completely shift gears. The Saints, the, the Chargers keep it close and they pound the ball with Justin Jackson uh, as well. And if that's the case, then I think you have a very unique lineup because nobody will be on those those guys. Uh Traquan Smith. Oh, by the way, I didn't mention this. First touchdown scored. I really like Traquan Smith as okay. uh, as an option. He's like nineteen to nineteen or twenty to one. Robbie is like messing it. with my do not do not it's because he likes Traquan Smith anytime t- first time touchdown. That's why he's excited about the excited about the prop. Right, what do you think? Traquan Smith first touchdown, yes or no? Tell me who you think will score the first touchdown tonight. Traquan Smith or Alvin Kamara? Guess. Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith it is. Oh. There you go. All right, lock it in. All right, we got to like go. <laughs> I have to go give Robbie the password hint. To- Sully, uh, thank you so much for enduring this on a regular basis. You're no awesome. Problem. Let's go cash it tonight. Uh, if you have any, if, if we didn't answer any DFS <laughs> or gambling stuff for Monday Night Football, Saints Chargers, tweet uh, at, is it at Tyler Sully? Yep. At Tyler Sully or at Will Brinson, I will happily answer your questions or shoot me a DM. Uh, let's go hit this prospect. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.